Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Curious, Unusual, and Extraordinary. Okay, so for this episode, I want to tell you about a very strange vehicle and the journey that it went on. But in order to do that, I first need to tell you about the deepest location in all of the oceans. It's called Challenger Deep, and it's part of the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean. This place is not just deep, it's crazy deep. We're talking nearly 36,000 feet below the surface of the ocean. That's the distance of more than 24 Empire State Buildings stacked on top of each other. In fact, it's deeper than Mount Everest is tall. And until 1960, no man or vehicle had ever visited this location. You see, when you're that deep in the ocean, not only is it pitch black because no light can get down there, but there's so much weight from all the water above you and around you that it would crush just about any normal vehicle. That is until the year 1960, when two men went down in a submersible known as the Bathyscaphe Trieste. So what is the Bathyscaphe Trieste? Well, it's like a submarine, however, it could dive much deeper, sort of like a blimp. The main body of the bathyscaphe is filled mostly with gasoline, which is not for fuel, but for buoyancy, because gasoline is lighter than water. And then underneath the body is the cabin, which is really just a small sphere large enough for two people. However, it has seven inch thick steel walls and one tiny window so that they could actually look at the ocean floor when they finally got there. You guys, this was an extremely dangerous adventure in 1960. It had never been done before. You know what would be really cool? Would be to talk to someone who knows a lot more about this vehicle and the amazing journey it went on over 50 years ago. But who would that be? Oh, I know. How about Captain Don Walsh, who was one of the two men to actually go on that journey? Hello, Captain Don Walsh. How are you? I'm fine. I'm still circling the drain. How about you? <laughs> Circling the drain. I like that. I'm actually trying to avoid the drain altogether, but it's a huge honor to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, and the first question I want to ask you is this. It's January 23rd, 1960, and you and your co-pilot, Jacques Picard, are about to climb into this tiny cabin underneath the Bathyscaphe Trieste and descend to the deepest and certainly at this point the most dangerous location in all the oceans. Tell me, what's going through your head? What, what's going through my head? That implies that I wasn't thinking about anything. No, not at all. That implies that you had a lot going on in your head. I'm just wondering, no one else had ever gone this deep. Uh, well, let, let me mm -hmm. say this. Uh, uh, maybe no one else had gone that deep before and come back. And that's the definition of ocean engineering, in my view, is uh, you go down and you come back up. A lot of people sunk to the bottom of the ocean. It was a one-way trip. What's going through my head is to, uh, you know, double-check everything, uh, make sure all the systems are healthy. Uh, people are always asking me, weren't you scared or frightened or something like that? And the answer is no. Uh not much time to think about, uh, boy, we're going to do something heroic and all of that. We didn't think that way. Jacques and I were just a couple of test pilots. This uh, Bathyscaphe Trieste submersible was capable of diving to the deepest point of the ocean. That was the design of it. But could it really do that? Right. Now, now you had obviously done lots of other dives in this vehicle, but what extra steps did you have to take for this particular dive? 
uh, every dive had the same basic steps, pre-dive steps and post-dive steps. The, the difference uh, in each dive was the length of the dive, the time, which translates to time. In other words, a dive to 500 feet could be uh, maybe a two-hour test. Our dive to the deepest place in the ocean ultimately is nine hours, whether you're diving to 500 feet or 36,000 feet. And, and, you know, sometimes I tell people, they say, well, what was it like? And I say, it was just a longer day at the office. A longer day at the office. Clearly, your office is a little different than my office. Uh, as I understand it, the temperature in the cabin of the bathyscaphe dropped to about 45 degrees Fahrenheit, which is somewhat chilly. And when you guys reached a depth of 30,000 feet, didn't one of the outer windows crack and shutter the entire vehicle? Yeah, it was not a pressure boundary. That hadn't happened before, so we didn't know what that noise was. But after we heard it, we checked all of our instruments and things, and everything looked good, so we just continued to dive. Wow. Okay. Now I'd like to take a moment to let a special guest ask a question. How about my own child? Hi, Nathan. Hi, Dada. Nathan, what's your question for Captain Don Walsh? What did you see when you got to the bottom of the ocean? Well, we uh, saw a fish just before we landed. You know, we were just coming down to the seafloor, and Jacques was at the window, and he said, Come here, have a look. This is see this fish here, about a foot long, looked to be white color. As soon as we landed, we couldn't see anything because we stirred up bottom sediment, and this cloud of sediment blew up. It was just like somebody had painted the front of our viewport white. And it, after 20 minutes on the seafloor, it didn't go away. So we had to get back up to the surface. So I, I, I happen to love unusual creatures. Do you now know what type of fish you actually saw? Uh, no, it, uh, you know, basically we, we characterize it as a flat fish, like a halibut or a sole. It knows a bottom dwelling. Uh, fish, so it lived there. That meant it was reproducing there. There was food and oxygen to support that life in the deepest place of the ocean. Wow, that is awesome. Nathan, do you have another question? How do you drive the bathyscaphe? Oh, good one. Yeah. How did you control the bathyscaphe? Well, it wasn't like a submarine, which had powerful propellers and uh, ability to travel horizontally. We're pretty much a drifter. Uh, like any balloon, buy a ride in a hot air balloon, and uh, you kind of go where the balloon goes. Not a whole lot of ability to uh, change direction or anything like that. You can go up and down vertically, but basically uh, you go where the wind goes. The same in the ocean. There are currents in the ocean at every depth. Now, as you get away from the surface, they're kind of subtle, but nevertheless, they do move you. So. We didn't have a lot of control over horizontal movement. Vertical movement was pretty straight ahead. You know, to dive, you made it heavy, and down you went. And to uh, slow down or to stop and come back up, you got rid of weight. Oh, that's cool. So basically, you had a lot of extra weight on the bathyscaphe when you started, which made you heavier so that you would sink. And then when you got to the bottom, you tossed some of this extra weight off so that you would become lighter and float back up. And that's called ballast, right? So what specifically did you use for ballast on the Bathyscaphe Trieste? Our ballast on board was uh, 16 tons of steel pellets, like uh, shotgun pellets. And uh, they were, it was kept in two 8-ton capacity containers underneath the hull. 
and it was held in place by uh, the magnetic valve. In other words, the opening in the bottom of the container had a magnet around it, and when they turned off the power to that magnet, the shot could fall out through the opening. Okay, so basically the bathyscaphe is like a balloon or, or a blimp with an incredibly strong, thick-walled cabin underneath. Uh, now, how does that compare to the earlier bathyspheres and then also uh, submarines? How is it compared to a submarine? Well, a bathysphere, uh, that was really the first deep manned device that in the early 1930s that was lowered on a cable. Bathyspheres are attached to a surface ship. They're lowered into the ocean. The bathyscaphe is a free-swimming device. has no attachment in the sense of uh, wires, cables, or anything else. So, And a submarine is a submerging ship. You can live aboard a submarine. You've got places to eat and bathroom and all of that. So, Don... Do you have any advice for a young person who may be specifically interested in the oceans or having a career similar to yours? Well, I, I would strongly suggest that you consider entering ocean-related things, uh, ocean science, oceanography, or ocean engineering, because only 10% of the world ocean has ever been fully explored. So this means that every time you kind of dip your toe in the ocean, you're going to make new discoveries, and that's pretty rewarding to see something that no one else has ever seen and to describe it uh, and to name it. That's strong stuff. Uh, if we're going to understand how our planet works, we have to know how the oceans work. And if we've only studied 10% of that, there's a lot of work left to be done. So, uh, you know, come on in. The water's great. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Curious, Unusual, and Extraordinary. My special guest today was Captain Don Walsh, and also my son Nathan. Huge thanks to Nikki Pombier Berger for singing this song. And should you be interested, you can see pictures of the Bathyscaph Trieste on my website. Eight tons of pressure per square Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. Right. Bye-bye.